Welcome, welcome. It is another episode of Exploring Possibilities available on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, and my website, journeyofpossibilities.com. Every week right here, we have some of the most interesting conversations on the planet, all about holistic spiritual living. Both the show and the website are made possible week after week by my very own Mario Rosales here of Tech Life Balance. Mario, take a minute and tell us, how can you help our listeners? Thank you, Cheryl. I actually want to say, first off, I don't speak geek. I speak English, Lightworker, Galactic, Spanish, or you name it, I can probably work it or figure it out, even sign language, maybe. Anyway, the truth of the matter is I can make it understandable for you. Technology seems to be very complicated for a lot of people, and I've been in this for a long time, and I can make it understandable. I don't try to sell you stuff that you don't need because that's not me. What I am, I am the type of person that can give you the truth. The things that you don't need, we can say, no, we don't need that. Or I even have a, a listener one time that called me and we agreed that we weren't. Uh, she wasn't ready for my services. So what can I help you with? I can help you with websites, blogs, video, podcasts, social media. And yeah, even that weird stuff, go ahead and give me a call and we can figure it out. Contact me at margosalas.net and I look forward to talking to you. Who are you? Why are you here? What wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death? What happened millennia ago to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you? Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, the Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, contemporary, non-denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concerned for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www.thejosephcommunications.com and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide. All right. Last week, we interviewed Michael Tellinger, the visionary founder of the Ubuntu movement based on contributionism and changing the world one small town at a time. He had some incredible stuff to say. And today, we're going to go to the local level. We're going to talk with D. Mike Reed. He is the Kansas State Coordinator and Manager of Ubuntu Kansas City about how it rolls out locally. D. Mike says that together they're creating freedom and community. By honoring and supporting each other's passions, Ubuntu Kansas City is redefining their sense of value and purpose to create a new way of life. That sounds fabulous. Hi, D. Mike. Hello, Cheryl. Hi. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. I know you're a busy guy. You know, we really are, but and we know you are too, so I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. This is such an exciting bit of work that you guys are doing, and I call it work, but you're actually changing the world on the ground at a local level. You're in one of those one small towns at a time that Michael talked about. Absolutely. We are really proud of the project that we have all co-created here, and it's been a really amazing experience. Yeah, I imagine. Well, I'd like to find out a little bit about you, because it's interesting to me what goes into 
kind of creating and birthing these people that then are making these radical changes on the planet. So what led you to get involved in Ubuntu? What were you up to before this came along? Uh, so I'm originally from Oklahoma. My name is David Michael. And when I've got family out in California and I have an older cousin whose name is David. So whenever I go out there, I'm David Michael, which shortens to, to D-Mike. Um, so I am from an affluent neighborhood that's out in Oklahoma. Um, and whenever I went, I've got family out in California. So I went out to visit them and, uh, you know, it's really expensive to live out in California. And so I found myself kind of looking for alternative ways to kind of sur survive and, and create a living. And I saw many things such as, um, I noticed that there was, you know, homelessness is, is being called an epidemic out there. And, you know, I saw a bunch of food that was getting thrown away. And then also there was a bunch of people that were starving and they needed that. And so I really saw that there was a disconnect between how we, how we could be living our lives and the efficiency which, which, which we could be living our lives if we came together. And so I started doing some research and I found some, a lot of really cool projects and things where people were developing and talking about uh, different projects. Um, but I found Michael Tellinger and Ubuntu and contributionism, and I was really attracted to it because he talks about where we are right now, how we got here, where we want to be, and then he puts together a plan of how we can get there and some actionable steps that we can take to create the future of our dreams. Yeah, it's really different. Uh, like you, I've been looking at a lot of different community models because as as everybody's waking up on the planet, we're coming out with all these different ideas for what community could look like. There's this general understanding that what we're doing isn't working anymore and we've got to do something different. But change just for change sake isn't sustainable. So I too was looking for where's a sustainable model. And I love that this uses the existing infrastructure. So you guys are doing this. Is it actually Kansas City proper or are you in a small town outside of there? How is this getting underway for you? Sure. So uh, one thing that I definitely want to clarify is um, so Michael Tellinger's plan does involve the one small town model. And that involves the mayor and the constituency and the council um, as well as using funds from the city and government funds and all of the things that come with the municipality. And so I actually live in a town called Overland Park, which is just outside of Kansas City, which is a which is a large city. And so, you know, the the, the one small town philosophy calls for a town of about under 5000 people. And we have many more than that where we are. But I am one that I wanted to start living this philosophy and these concepts right now. So there was a perfect storm that kind of came together where Michael Tellinger came and did the Ubuntu Conscious Music Festival here, and it really helped us kick off our, our group and our community. Um, but we are actually just a one small gathering, not one small town, and this is really how it kind of kicked off the initiative of the one small gathering. So we do face unique opportunities and challenges that the one small town philosophy doesn't necessarily come up against. Well, that's really ideal for the conversation I was hoping I might get to have because we've been looking at something similar, like, okay, we're near, we're in even these suburban areas around the massive metroplex of Houston 
are bigger than what the ideal model is. And so we're right. going, okay, where is this ideal town that's close enough to commerce and to some things that we would want to be close to, but far enough out, where would be the ideal place to do this? So what is one small gathering? How is that different? Sure. Um, it's, it's different in several key ways. For one, as I talked about earlier, we don't have a mayor that's on board and we don't have a council um, and we don't have a government right. to have to deal with. And so um, I think that there's some benefits from that, uh, but there's also some unique challenges that we are working through and we're using them as springboards to be able to propel ourselves to a much higher place on the other side. That is exciting. Well, so you said that you're basically just taking some of the principles and you wanted to roll those out now. You didn't want to wait and find the one small town or, or whatever. So how did you get started? What were the first steps that you took and rolled out that kind of got the spirit moving? Sure. Um, so I can just go back just a little bit and continue about my story and how that leads up to where we, are, where we got uh, right now. Perfect. And so um, I was in California, and so I started noticing everything that was off as far as the, the financial uh, structure of, this, of the city and really, you know, capitalism in general. And so um, I did become a, a California coordinator for Ubuntu, and I started following Michael Tellinger out there, and I started doing minimal work. You know, I was speaking with people. I was trying to raise awareness about this amazing philosophy and um, I was getting some, some really cool results, talking to some really cool people. But uh, my life journey took me out here to Kansas. And it's just a really cool synchronicity because Michael Tellinger was speaking with the owner of Uptown Theater here in Kansas City at, some, at a different location. And they just really hit it off. And so uh, Larry Sells, the owner of Uptown Theater, said, hey, you know, I've got this place. Why don't you do something? Why don't you do a concert here? And so, and it just happened to be in Kansas City, where I had just moved to a few months before that. <laughs> and so they found out that they had a coordinator here, and they thought that they were going to have to do everything from afar. And they, or they didn't know any, that they had anybody on the ground here. And when they realized that I was here, they, they contacted me. The, the core team in Ubuntu contacted me, and they said, hey, would you like to help us throw this, this concert? And I mean, of course, I, I jumped at the chance. Right. And so um, he came here from South Africa and, you know, kind of helped us get some motivation and really get everything rolling. And he stayed with us here at the estate uh, for a little bit. Then we had our uh, we had a potluck the, the next day after that. And Michael Tellinger showed up and it really helped to, to boost our our uh, engagement and and our profile for our, for our surrounding community and a lot of people showed up we've got a big estate here where we hold most of the events for ubuntu kansas city and the whole thing was completely full of people and so um, we just continue with, with that momentum and we're still riding that today i would say wow i love synchronicity it's like the universe just continually affirms when we're on our path, right? The doors open that weren't even there a moment ago. So that's awesome. That's exactly right. 
Yes, it's, it's, it's a magical thing for sure. It is magical. Well, I have been loosely following some of what you guys are up to because we have had the Polly Lama, Paul Satoris, and yes. his significant other, Amy. They did a couple's mm-hmm. special show here, and then I've interviewed Polly on his own. And so we're already familiar with them and love them, and it's been fun to stay connected with them and follow the work that you guys are doing. I know Amy's really excited about the gardening that you guys are doing. Tell me about that. Yes. So whenever we started having all of this engagement and all of these people showing up to our meetings, um, there was so much that we wanted to do. I mean, the the housing was a big, big thing for me. Um, food, obviously, because, you know, people have to eat. Um, we also have, you know, seven different, seven other committees that we have. Um, and Amy really stepped up because she was really, she really likes the, the medicine you know, the, the food, which is our medicine. Right. And that really resonates with her. So uh, we needed a, a, a head, as we called it at the time. Now we just call them organizers. But we did an organizer for our, our uh, food and gardening committee. And, uh, and she stepped up to, to do that. We were introduced through a mutual friend. And she liked what we were doing. And she just, she just jumped right in. She's been doing an amazing job. And that seems to be the way this happens. When Michael talked in the kind of the overall big picture about how you look at your local resources and get excited about doing people do get people excited about doing what they love. That's really kind of what you're describing with Amy and I guess the others that have gotten involved. So what are the seven committees, the kind of the seven areas that you guys are addressing? Sure. Uh, Let's see if I can run through these. So (laughs) we've got um, food and gardening. We have festivals and events. Um, We have a volunteer aspect. We have media and production. We have business and administration, um, and I think that's I think that's those are the ones that are active right now. We also have a family activities committee, which is pretty much our education platform. But I, I believe those are the ones that that are active right now. And it's exactly like what you were saying. You you tap into the local resources and you really support each other's passions and and everybody's talents. And I think that has been a really huge key for our success is that we are supporting people's passions and you know we don't we don't want to work you know kind of michael dillinger (laughs) says that we're not really working anymore it's just a labor of love and i think that's really what it is whenever you've got people who are really passionate about gardening you know they're really passionate about um ending homelessness as i am you know really passionate about doing volunteer work and that's really where we focus we said that these are going to be our focuses but you know we are going to decide by our level of engagement and our energy, what are going to be our focus points? And so whenever we had multiple, we have many healers, uh, energy healers, and lots of people that are into, um, you know, healthy organic food, and um, lots of people that are that are excited about education and uneducation, and then re-education. <laughs> and so those are the places, those are the places that really kind of took off because those are where we had people that were passionate, that wanted to engage. So cause that's the kind of energy that we're wanting to support, not like um, corporate America where people are forced, you know, and, and they're, they're afraid of losing their jobs and then their livelihood. So that's the kind of energy that they put into their work. We really want to focus on having people be in their passion and really be in their power. It sounds ideal. It sounds dreamy. I mean, I can I can like hardly wait. I would love to step into this scenario. Is it dreamy? Are there real challenges that you've seen that you've had to overcome? What are some things that we might not anticipate if we want to roll out a community like this that you've encountered? 
Absolutely. Um, uh, I know Michael talks a lot about uh, the transition period. You know, here's where we are. That's where we want to be in this utopia with, with, uh, with no money. And this is how we're going to get there. And that's what he, he refers to as the transition period. And he talks about in his book that it is going to be challenging because we are doing something that hasn't been done before, or it has, but it's been very ancient. You know, we're really just getting back to, to a way that it used to be. Right. And so we're, we are trying to break uh, people's paradigms, you know, and um, really, really work with people as we wake up. And we know that those are the people that we're, we're attracting into our community. Um, but there are absolutely challenges that we face. As I was saying, for one, you know, we're one small gathering. We're, we're not one small town. So we don't have we don't have a mayor. We don't have a constituency. We don't have a council. And but we also don't have things like government funds, you know, so trying to um, try, trying to come up with ways to, to fund everything uh, that has been that has been a challenge. And I think one of the main reasons for that is because since we're not a municipality, we don't have a city. So we are you know, trying to figure out what what entity since we are working within the confines of of the laws and everything that that we're presented with we want to do everything uh, keep everything on the up and up and so we know that we do need to to create an entity and so we've been talking with we're, what we're really trying to do is is call in those passions and call in uh, those knowledge those knowledge spaces and and skill sets so we've been trying to attract in the the conscious millionaires and the the conscious lawyers who are really going to resonate with what we're doing and to and to lend their services. So trying to trying to establish an entity and uh, raising funds, and then also just keeping everybody engaged. Since as of right now we don't have a common land where we're all residing, um, just making sure everybody doesn't get lost in their day to day lives as they're contributing also to this amazing project to to build our future. Right. So one of the things that I was kind of, that was coalescing in my head as I was listening to you is when you guys figure out how to bridge this from, because what you've, what you are creating right now in its current structure is one of those sustainable communities that he's like, well, but they're not really that sustainable because you need to have the infrastructure. You need to have some of the things that frankly you guys don't have right now. But if you can bridge that and go from that independent community to, to an, an Ubuntu town, that's going to provide that yes. access for any other community that likes the model and would like to become more sustainable through the Ubuntu model. So you guys are actually creating another way in for Ubuntu, it looks like to me. Well, I think that's exactly right. And I think that whenever how One Small Gathering really was formed was whenever Michael Tellinger came here to our state and he saw all the passion and he saw everybody so excited and ready to go. He was like, hey, we need to be doing more of this, you know? <laughs> and so he was like, like kind of birthed right there. Hey, this is one small gathering initiative. You guys are going to spearhead it and you're going to figure it out. And we're all going to figure it out as we go. And then you can share exactly what you guys did and what you guys are doing. And we are. We're figuring it out as we go. And I really think that it's amazing because we all know how energy works and how to manifest. And we're, I think that has been a huge part of our success. And in fact, we just, our last... Um, our last project that we did, we had a meeting and because we know our, our next thing is we're trying to manifest some land. And so we had a land manifestation ceremony 
And everybody, we, we brought everybody together and everybody used their talents and skills in some way. We had our media and production guys that uh, produced this amazing video and I narrated it. And, uh, you know, we all kind of pitched in. Somebody did a meditation and um, we, we put in all of our skills and, and a lot of people responded and showed up. And it was the coolest thing. As we know, whenever we set our intention like that, um, somebody had showed up in the middle of the meeting and they're like, Hey, we've got this, we've got this uh, opportunity for land already. And that happened twice just from us setting our intentions. And it happens like that all the time. I mean, whenever we're like, Oh, how are we going to raise funds for this specific project? Somebody literally called me up and said, Hey, you know what? I love what you guys are doing. Um, I can't spend a lot of time there because I'm an engineer, but I would love to give you a thousand dollars. And, and and it just keeps showing like that just whenever we set our intentions and we continue to move forward the right things fall into place that is exactly how we're going to create this new world as we wake up and realize the power and the energy that we can harness through our intentions and we get together with like-spirited people on projects like this it's amazing how fast the change is unfolding because we're manifesting faster and faster as you're describing Oh, oh, definitely. And that's exactly what we found. I mean, our heads were spinning for a little <laughs> bit there for a second because it was just my partner and I, Katie, um, we, we just, you know, we had this vision. I brought it here. I brought the, the concepts here from California. And then as I was speaking to it, uh, speaking about it with Katie and she got on board with it. And then whenever we just started putting it out there and set our intentions and just stuff started happening faster than we could k- keep up with. And so we had to we had to enlist help, have other people come in and and kind of um, and that's kind of how our committees got formed is because, you know, we needed other people to kind of help us with all of the different things that, that were coming in and that we wanted to do. And um, it, yeah, it's just been it's been really amazing the response we've gotten, because, yes, we are a bunch of like minded individuals. And we all have the same end goal in mind. And whenever we get together and put our intention together, uh, it's it's magic. Right. So I can see how it would be interesting looking forward to go, okay, usually, as as Michael explained on the last show, usually you get the town on board and then the town purchases the electricity and from there you move to industry. And that's kind of the model that he rolled out for us on the show here. So right. you guys are coming at it completely in the back door. And as a bunch of healers, uh, uh, maybe a healing center is your <laughs> is your first business <laughs> that you guys then generate revenue. But how do you then see in the, have you seen into the future at all yet, how you might bridge into that, creating that Yes. avenue for yourselves. Yes. And, um, you know, we are always intending uh, this or something better as we, as we put everything out there to the universe. Right. And, and absolutely. I mean, I, I see that there's several paths that I could really take. And one thing that I'm really keen on is doing what we're doing and attracting more attention to what we're doing uh, here at Soul Ascension. That's the, the name of our, our personal business that we run a lot of the Ubuntu stuff out of. But as we do that, more and more eyes are are getting on what we're doing. And I believe that uh, we've been really close and I'm I'm very sure that it will happen, that we will get the eye and the ear of of a mayor or somebody who has the, the ear of the mayor. And we will be able to implement one small town philosophy whenever we're thriving ourselves. I, I know that what we have to do, our job is to do it ourselves, is to be thriving ourselves. And then as we become that that lighthouse and that 
that beacon for everyone else and they will see. And I think that's the exact model of uh, the one small town philosophy. And so you talked about a sustainable community and, you know, Michael talks about it actually being a thriving community because of the model of contributionism and how we do everything in thirds and we have a free labor force and we're able to, to sell products to surrounding uh, communities for way cheaper than they would be able to get it from anywhere else until eventually everyone leaves their corporate jobs and they join into what we're doing here in Abuja and contributionism. And I absolutely believe that we can still do that here. People are noticing more and more uh, about what we're doing and they're wanting to get involved. And I believe that once we get on a, on a, on a town level, you know, and then at a city level, uh, we are going to get the, the ear of a mayor soon. And, and then we can engage fully in the one small town philosophy. But right now, yep, we're just, we're wanting to do it right now. And we, and we believe that we can live that way right now. And we're taking the action steps and setting our intentions to do exactly that. Where you have belief and intention, you have success. And, and it shows. It sounds like you guys are already off and running. I forgot to mention the website. It will be on the description of the show as well. But soulascension.life slash Ubuntu will get you information yes. on what you guys are doing, right? That's the website? Yes, yes. We keep everything that we do um, on that website. Uh, UbuntuKansasCity.org is, is in the works right now, but the most complete um, exhaustive site that we have right now for Ubuntu Kansas City is soulascension.live forward slash Ubuntu. Perfect. And I'm curious, who are you attracting? Are these all ages, all races? Is it primarily uh, a little bit leaning in one direction or the other? Who's jumping on board with this? So that's actually a, a really cool question. Um, so we are attracting people from all different walks of life. So we're sitting here, our estate is sitting right in the middle of Johnson County. And I think that's, that's kind of the, the, one of the big pulls is that something like what we're doing is plopped right here in the middle of a very affluent, um, you know, Caucasian community. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but um, we're, we're really, um, you know, cause and, uh, I'm African-American and my partner Katie is Asian. And we are, when, if you look at our site, you'll be able to see it looks like a rainbow. I mean, there is every different kind of per person that is, that's coming in because we all believe that, first of all, we don't, even, we don't look at all the differences. We really focus on the things that, that bind us more than the things that separate us because that's way more powerful and way more prevalent. Um, but people realize that, I mean, we're creating this community and that's a big, that's a big pull for people because I think we're, we're sort of cocooning. We're coming out of our shelves and shells and we're wanting to, to be able to d display our talents and, and our skills uh, for and contribute them to a group. And so I think that, you know, we're getting people from all races and people from uh, all income brackets uh, because everybody can see the value in what we're doing because we're valuing the person. We're not valuing the dollar where, you know, I don't know if Michael Dillon just said it whenever you're interviewing him, but he has this uh, phrase that says money does nothing and people do everything. And yes. so we're really redefining that value to, to show what, what value the people bring and not just the, the things that they produce and definitely not the dollar. Well, and the fun consequence of that is when you focus on what you have in common, you attract more people because you're, you're showing the sameness of all of us. But within that, you get this beautiful 
richness of diversity too. I mean, the diversity, the differences make it more interesting, more, more expansive. So in focusing on what's the same, you're attracting differences and the differences make it even more fun. So it's a really neat way to, to grow. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? <laughs> you know, I talk a lot about that because um, people, whenever they see what we're doing, they, some of them are, some people are, are a little bit timid at first because, you know, what is this and who are these people and, you know, how am I going to fit in? But I think as soon as they see how welcoming we are, and then I, one of the main things I like to talk about pretty early on is, you know, whatever that weird thing is that you wanted to do whenever you were a little kid, but then it kind of got beat out of your system because you realized that everybody thought that that was weird. And, you know, your your parents t- thought that told you that you had to start making money and capitalism kind of took that dream out yeah. from from under you. You know, I say focus on that, whatever that weird thing is, that's what we want from you. And that's what you have a whole community here to support you because that's your piece of the that's your piece of the puzzle. You know, that's your contribution. And so many times whenever people hear that, then they will kind of, okay, well, you know, raise their hand and say, you know, part of an idea that they have and they think it's kind of silly and it's it's kind of dumb or whatever. And then every time somebody on the other side of the room raises their hand and they're like, I have the other half of that. Let's get together and form something great. And it's really amazing because we do attract different kinds of people with all of their different talents. But I do, I do feel that we all have that one common thread of, of mutual respect and, and valuing of the individual and a contribution to the whole to provide and create an amazing future together. Yeah, the shared dream, the power of the shared dream and each having their piece of it. It's, yes. it's very inspiring. And you're an excellent spokesperson for the movement, by the way. You do a great job and you're very enthusiastic and all those things that we want to hear if, if it's something that we're <laughs> going to be interested in. So I want to go back a little bit Thank because you. it's a population I'm also passionate about. You're welcome. Uh, the homeless situation. I work with low-income families mm-hmm. here in my county in Texas and have done for, for several years now. And it's a problem everywhere. There's a huge mm-hmm. gap between the haves and the have-nots, and it's getting bigger all the time. And it, it needs our attention. And it seems like throwing our answers at the same in the same solutions, if it hasn't worked yet, it's not going to work. So how mm-hmm. does this help with homelessness? Uh, yes. And I think that works um, perfectly into to our model and what we're trying to do and our vision, where we want to be. Because we're going into the, if, you're, if it's one small town, you're going into the town. In our, in our case, it's going into the community. And you're finding out the strengths of the community and then also the needs of the community. And we have a bunch of healers. We have a bunch of um, nature, nat- naturalists and people that want to go organic food and, um, and energy healers. And so my, my vision is that we would be able to set up a holistic health uh, barrage and then we would be able to go to, to anywhere around the town. And if we see somebody who is disenfranchised, we see somebody holding up a sign, we can say, hey, come get in the car. And we're going to take them straight to our clinic where we will put them through the, the whole um, integrate, integrative uh, health barrage, which would be mind, body, spirit, everything. And then we integrate them into our community and say, here's your, here's your home, here's your food, here's your project to contribute to, and here's your family, you know, because we can do that. We live in a, we live in a universe of abundance and we've kind of bought into this, this scarcity. So 
also that we have to compete with one another for resources. And, um, you know, we really believe in cooperation and collaboration over competition. And I think that whenever we're able to do that, whenever we're able to just say, hey, just go get people, bring them into our community, put them through the process and and have them contribute and just be a human being and use their gifts uh, for the betterment of the community and do the things that they came down to this plane on this earth to do. I think that is my hugest vision and just create wild uh, happiness and purpose and a sense of sense of purpose and belonging across the entire globe. Wild happiness. I love that. That really matches. I can totally see that with your picture and your face and wild happiness. You're a spokesperson for how we're going to create wild happiness across the planet. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I I do think that's sort of my, I'm kind of the the mouthpiece for for Ubuntu. Uh, You know, I do, I do get really excited about it and I want to share that excitement and I, and I try to infuse that whenever I get an opportunity to talk. Um, I definitely want to put that enthusiasm in because I, I want everybody else to be as excited as I am. And it's been working and, and we've really been getting people's passions and excitement uh, to contribute to the community. It's been amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to come visit because I really feel like we're going to be doing something similar here in Texas. And so what better way to do it than to come and, and see how it's working for someone that's already on that path. So what do you recommend to people listening to this who might want to say, okay, this sounds really interesting. How do I get started? Sure. I think the first thing to do would be to right now, um, our Facebook page is where it would be a good place to start, which is uh, Ubuntu Kansas City. Um, if you're local, then join our group, Ubuntu Kansas City Tribe. Um, it's full of, it has about over 700 people who are all local and all contribute in some way, even if it's just learning. Um, but I would definitely say uh, we, we plug in all of our events, everything that we do here at Soul Ascension and at the Garden, which is about uh, 10, 10 minutes south of here at the, at the Kelly Gallery. Um, but if you come to some of our events and you start just mingling with the people, um, I just have to warn you, you're not going to want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I know a few of you and I can, I can definitely attest to that. We never want to leave when we go up there and visit either. You guys are great. And the energy that you're creating, I mean, we're feeling the waves and the ripples all the way down in Texas. So keep doing what you're doing. It's fabulous. I like to wrap up my interviews by asking my guests if you have any kind of a parting thought that you'd like to leave us with today. I would just really like to let everybody know that it's possible. Anything is possible. I mean, whenever people come, they always say, hey, you know, I created you. I was thinking about you guys so hard that you guys appeared right in front of me. And I didn't know that this this community existed right here in the middle of Johnson County. And I just want to talk about, I mean, we all know that the powers of manifestation. Whenever I was sitting um, inches from homelessness in California, uh, thinking about what could be. You know, and I just held that image of what I wanted. And I, I went Compton to quantum is what I call it. I was living in Compton, California, pretty much homeless. And now I'm living in one of the most affluent uh, counties in the country with an amazing group and community of supported like-minded individuals around me uh, with an amazing family. And it's just the power of intention and the, the power of, of our thoughts. And, and taking inspired action. And it's not only possible, but it's our birthright and it's our duty 
to create this life of our dreams. And we can do it whenever we stick together and when we, when we cherish each other and whenever we love each other. It's absolutely possible. Yes, it is. And I just want to add to that, D. Mike, that I hear this over and over again where people were in a really low place in their life and then it all turned around. And I believe that that person that we bring forward from that low place in life, you and I and our listeners, when we move forward from that low place, we bring with us a passion for others that are in that place. And it changes everything about the way we move forward. And it's helped to shape your passion for this movement. And so I know it sounds crazy to say, be grateful for the low times, but they shape us in a way that we don't forget. And they give us a strength and a, and a mission. So I just really honor Absolutely. you for all that you're creating and all that you're doing. And, and thank you so much. So again, it's D Mike Reed, the website, soulascension.life slash Ubuntu. D Mike, thanks so yes. much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Cheryl. It has been a pleasure. And I hope you've enjoyed listening to this show. Be sure to get on our mailing list, learn about upcoming events and guests. Journeyofpossibilities.com is where you can do all that. And we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.